This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Classic streams. Please, I feel gay enough on these skates. Don't make me hilarious with songs. Oh, what's the matter, Bertie? Don't you like my voice? I like it very much, except when you're singing. Besides, the skating rink is no place for you to do an audition. The book says that no matter where talent is displayed, somebody is bound to notice. Okay. But why does that somebody have to be me? All right. Let go of my hand a minute. I'll show you a spread eagle I used to do when I was a kid. I think I remember how to do it. Well, all right, but I only hope you see you. Oh, what was that? Somebody probably fell down. No, Blackie, that screen came from outside the ring. It did? Come on, let's go and see what it's all about. It's all right, everybody. Keep right on skating. Everything's all right. Music time. <laughs> What's the matter here? What's the matter? I don't know. I was just standing here. You can only find the girl who screamed, Blackie. I... Oh, oh, there she is. Hello. Uh, what happened out here? Look what I found by this bush here. Uh-oh. Oh. Stand back, everybody. Stand I, back, please. I, I, I came out to look for her, and I found her lying here dead. Somebody better call I, the police. This girl's been murdered, choked to death. Murdered? Oh. murdered. Who's been murdered? Get back. Get back, everyone. I own this place. Sir. Girl, what's the matter? She's dead. Dead? Yes, she was murdered. She was strangled. I want everybody back in the ring before the police get here, except the girl who found the body. Okay, everybody back inside. Oh, dear. Get the police. Somebody, quick. Hmm. The motive for murder obviously wasn't robbery, Mary. How do you know, darling? Look at this ring on the finger. Wow. That's an expensive diamond. Well, that isn't James' ring. Huh? How do you know? Oh, well, I- I'm Martha Williams, James' roommate. She never had a ring like that. I know. I live with her. I'm sure nobody gave it to her, and she couldn't afford to buy it. That ring is worth about $50,000, and it wasn't hers? Somebody killed this girl and then put a $50,000 ring on her finger? Well, it must be that. She didn't have that ring when she came out here. Now I've heard everything. Somebody killed this girl and then put a $50,000 ring on her finger. Well, all I can say is the man who choked her to death at this roller rink was no cheap skate. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, you're sure it's pure. CV's clear, clean taste tells you that and more. From your first sip of the smooth, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass, right down to that last delicious, full-flavored drop, you'll find CV bright and sparkling, light and lively, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer. A premium quality beer. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Our enthusiastic friend, whose voice you just heard, has a special message for those who are not familiar with the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Just listen. Try it. 
Just try CV, and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, sir, just as smooth. And now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. <laughs> Look, Inspector, listen, don't just sit there behind your desk. Get some action on the murder of that girl at the skating rink. Go away, Blackie. You bother me. I'm only just starting. And incidentally, if you don't find the murder of that skating rink girl, I'll stop finding bodies for you. There's no purpose in it anymore. Uh, there won't be any Blackie in here anymore, unless you shut up. Okay, I was only trying to do you a favor, Inspector Faraday. If I don't find bodies, you'll lose your job. And you certainly can't find them yourself. Look. What have you found out about the murder of that girl? None of your business. Oh, I get it. You don't know a thing about it, as usual. Oh, really? Suppose I told you the dead girl's name was Jane Carter. If you told me, I wouldn't believe it. What did you do? Look in a purse for identification? No, her roommate, Martha Williams, told me what her name was. Great police work, Faraday. So what? You still don't know why she was killed or why she was found dead wearing a diamond ring she never owned. Oh, I don't know about that ring, huh? You don't know about practically anything. Ah, uh-huh. listen, funny man. That dead girl's husband turned up to claim the body this morning and said he'd given her the ring only yesterday as a wedding present. They'd been married just a week, only he didn't tell anybody. I wonder if he told her. If he... Do- skip it, skip it. Did the husband give any reason why she might have been murdered? No, he didn't know anything about it. But he turned up to claim the body and that ring, huh? Faraday, you get done. Now, uh, don't get excited, lady. He heard about his wife's murder over the radio last night. And he had a perfect alibi for his whereabouts at the time of his wife's death. Perfect as far as you're concerned. What was it? He was at a banquet across the river. He has a picture of himself to prove it. A picture, huh? That sounds a little too pat, doesn't it? Look, I'm way ahead of you, Blackie. I checked the picture. One of the other men in it was police captain John Bradley. And another was the county secretary. Now, they're not the kind to be any part of a phony alibi. If the husband's in the clear, I'll guarantee it. I'll bet you $100 right now the thing is a phony. What's the husband's name? Jack Ellis? What's his address? Ludlow Hotel. Uh, the phone number is East Side 93232. Well, there's a the telephone. If he's there, I'll give you $100. What about it? Uh, glad to see you, Blackie. I'll make that call. Uh, you just reach for your wallet. I can't wait to see your face when I get Ellis. I can't wait to see that 100 either. Blackie, nobody could be as smart as you think you are. I'm the balancing influence in your life. I'm the over-clever and you're extra dumb. The two of us make a couple of normal guys. See? We'll see. That's my hotel. Good morning. Uh, Jack Ellis, please. Who? Jack Ellis. Uh, Ellis. Uh, E-L-L-I-S. L-I-S. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no one here by that name. No. When did he check out? Check out? He didn't. There's never been anyone here by that name. Are you sure you have the right hotel? This is the Ludlow, isn't it? Yes. I've got the right hotel. I've also got a headache. Oh, shut up, Blackie. That singing's awful. So are your police methods, kid. My, my, the husband with a perfect alibi gave you a phony address. No, all right, Blackie. All wrong, Faraday. Somebody's made a fool out of you again. Not that that's tough, but it gives me a second reason for finding Jack Ellis. Now I not only want to catch him, I want to congratulate him.
Yes? Hiya, Jansen. Oh, hello, Ellis. You look like you had pretty good luck down at police headquarters. Yeah, sure did, Jansen. Yeah, that phony wedding certificate did the trick, all right. Tell Joe Beggars thanks for me. Okay. Yeah, he's the best counterfeiter in the business. He sure is. The cops fell for you being a girl's husband, eh? Sure. Sure, I took her body to the funeral parlor, just like you said, and paid in advance for expenses. Good. Now, where's the ring? Yeah. Here it is. Some rock, huh? Yeah. Sure is. Wanna thank you for getting it for me. Hey, I told you I'd give you a hundred for the job, didn't I? Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Okay. Here it is. It's not enough, Jansen. It's gotta be more. A lot more. The price was a hundred. Here's the hundred. The price was a hundred before I knew anybody had been murdered. You forgot to mention that, you know. I told you she'd been killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought you meant by accident, Jansen. That girl was murdered and... Well, it's gonna take some more dough. That murder was an accident, too. I wouldn't know or care about that, Jansen. <laughs> All I know is I don't like being mixed up in a murder unless the price is right. The price was a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was, Jansen, but it isn't anymore. If I'm fooling with a murder, I want to get paid off. Understand, Jansen? I want to get paid off. <laughs> okay, Ellis. Here's where you get paid off. There's my receipt. Paid in full. Hello, Mary. Can you hear me? Yes, Blackie. Oh, the connection went bad for a minute. I thought we'd been cut off. Oh. Well, Faraday was his usual uninformed self. He hasn't any leads on that girl's murder at all. Well, then everything's right back where it started, isn't it? We don't know why the girl was killed or why the ring was on her finger. No, and the way things are going, I wonder if we ever will. Oh, I think we will, Blackie. I hope so. But I won't solve anything sitting here in my apartment. I'm going back to that skating rink. Want to join me? Sure, sure. I'm ready anytime. Good. I'll take you up in a half. No, wait. Make it an hour, Mary. Somebody at the door. I'll call you before I leave. Oh, I might have known it. All right. Bye. Bye. Come in. Are you Boston Blackie? Yes, and are you beautiful? Skip all the nonsense. This isn't a social call. Could be one without making me angry. Hmm. Takes two to make it one. Understand? I get it. Oh, well, I suppose I can always get a friend for me. What do we talk about now? This. You're investigating the murder of that girl at the skating rink, aren't you? Yes. Know anything about it? Not much. In fact, I know so little about it, I'm clear of it. That's what I want to set you straight about. Look, Miss... Uh, uh, what's your name? Hazel Stanley. Now look, Miss Stanley, you're a little previous, aren't you? You're yelling before you hit. Until now, I didn't know you were mixed up in this at all, and chances are I never would have. Oh, yes, you would. I know the way you work. Sooner or later, you find everybody who had even the slightest connection with the case. I just thought I'd save you the trouble of finding me and getting me mixed up in something I had nothing to do with. Oh, but you must have had something to do with it. Yes. But not what you think. 
I don't know who killed Jane Carter. I wasn't there when it happened. This is all I know. The guy who claimed to be her husband isn't her husband at all. He's just plain Jack Ellis. You can find him. He's in room 609 at the Eastern Hotel. You sure of that? Uh-huh. Okay. Thanks a lot. Now, just in case I want to talk to you after I talk to Alice, where do I find you? At Mrs. Fanny Browder's rooming house. The phone number yeah, is... Yeah, wait Alice. a minute, please. I want to write this down. Huh. All right. Go ahead. The phone number is Alvin 6 2469. Alvin 6 Right. Thanks. After I've got Mr. Ellis's number, maybe I'll call yours. Hey, Faraday. Wake up. Uh, wake up. Go away. Faraday, snap out of it, will you? Uh, what, what time is it? Hey, Blackie. What are you doing in my bedroom? Not what you're doing in it, Faraday. I've been awake tonight, as usual, and doing your work for you, as usual, while you're sleeping, as always. Yeah, I'll bet. Careful, Faraday. Remember the last bet we made? (laughs) Now, look. I want you to know I found our friend Jack Ellis. A little late. I found him dead from a slight case of lead poisoning. Now, I'm going to use your telephone again. Uh, Just leave a nickel on the dresser. Who are you going to wake up now? A young lady. Only don't tell Mary, will you? She might not understand. Faraday, old pal, when I get an address of a person, it's really the right one. What are you talking about? It's not a what, it's a who. Not a bad-looking who at that. She lives at Mrs. Browder's rooming house. Listen to this, Faraday. I want you to hear Big Bad Blackie at his best. Hello? Mrs. Fanny Browder's rooming house? Yes? I'd like to speak to uh, Hazel Stanley, please. Uh, Nobody here by that name. What? You heard me, and don't ask me if I'm sure, because I'm Fanny Browder, and, and I know who's in my house, and I know it's late, and that you woke me up. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I've got the wrong name, then. Uh, this girl had red hair. Red hair? She... Huh. Hasn't been a red-headed girl in my house for five years. I don't like red hair. You got the wrong place. Hello? Hello? Oh. What's the matter, big bad blankie? Strike out? <laughs> yes, sweetheart. And now that Fanny told me the number was phony, this isn't funny. Light and lively, you bet. Bright and sparkling, yes, sir. And it's just as smooth. Now there's a description of CV's flavor that should make you want to pour yourself a glass of champagne velvet right now. When you do, you'll find your taste tempted by the creamy, snow-white foam that billows on top of your glass. And you'll see C.V.'s purity in its pale, clear amber color, a promise of real thirst satisfaction. But don't just look. Taste it. You'll find it, as our enthusiastic friend says, bright and sparkling from foam to finish with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. A premium-quality beer made with more costly premium-quality materials, premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Remember, you're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. And now back to Boston Blackie. A girl, Jane Carter, is killed outside a skating rink. On her finger is found a valuable diamond ring, which it has proved she never owned. Then Jack Ellis, posing as the dead girl's husband, claims her body and the ring and takes the ring to a man named Jansen, who murders him. After a visit from mysterious Hazel Stanley, Blackie finds Jack Ellis's body, but can't find her again. So, with no other clues to go on, he picks up Mary Wesley and the two of them go back to the scene of the crime, the skating rink. Blackie, just what do you expect to find here? Well, for one thing, Mary, roller skates. Got yours on all right? Yes, I have. Good. So am I. Now, maybe we'll find a solution to this thing. The wheels on my feet may stop my head from spinning. Now, there's upside-down logic if I ever heard it. And I've heard it. I'd admit that if it were true, Mary, but it isn't. You see, we've come down here to see the dead girl's friend, Martha. Remember her? The girl who found the body, yes, but how do you know she's in here? Observation, my dear Miss Wesley. Observation, deduction, perseverance, and the fact that she told me she works there. Oh! <laughs> in fact, there she is. Oh, golly. Well, then she's a skating teacher, isn't That's she? right. So let's skate over to her and see if she can instruct us in the whys and wherefores of her roommate's death. Okay. Oh, Martha? Yes? Martha, can we talk to you for a minute? Oh, Blackie, it's you again. Did, did you find anything about Jane's murder? No, not yet, Martha. Blackie, do you think um, that... Uh, hey, hey, oh. remember me? Because I'm here, too. Hello, Miss Poirier. Hello. I didn't see you. I, uh, gosh, I, I wonder if they'll ever find out why she was killed. Well, if they ever do, Martha, it'll be Blackie who found out for them. Blackie hopes. Listen, Martha, mm-hmm. I think that ring on Jane's finger is the clue to a murder. Oh? It was claimed yesterday by a man posing as her husband. And since then, it's disappeared, and the phony husband is dead. Another murder? Oh, no. Yes, and both committed for that ring, if you ask me. Well, nobody's asking you. Well, Faraday. Hello, Inspector Faraday. Where are your skates? Don't embarrass him, Mary. His mother won't let him wear them after dark. I don't need skates. While you've been fooling around on yours, I've been doing some work. I found out about that ring on the dead girl's finger. Yeah? What'd you find out? It was stolen in Detroit three days ago, and it's hot. Too hot to send right to a fence, so it's being passed around among the members of a local gang till one of them thinks it's safe to see a fence with it. Uh, Nick Jansen's the head of the gang we think is doing it. You, uh, you know him, Blackie? Only by reputation. Safe cracker, isn't he? The best in the business, including you. I don't crack safes, Faraday. I open them. And the next time you open your mouth, let's have some information come out of it for a change. Information? Well, Blackie, take the ring. I found out all about that, didn't I? Oh, you found out all about it, did you? Do you know where the ring is now? No. Do you know why it was put on the dead girl's finger? No. Do you? Yes. I'm listening. Do you know, Blackie, really? Oh, Blackie, where is the ring and why was it put on Jane's finger? I'll answer one of those questions at a time, Mary. I think this fellow Nick Jansen got it back. Oh, you do, huh? Why? Well, he obviously read of Jane Carter's death in the newspapers, how the mysterious diamond ring was found on her finger... He knew how the ring got there because either he or one of his gang put it there. Yes, but why, Blackie? I think I know why. Martha. Yes? 
Do you know a girl named Hazel Stanley? Hazel Stanley, Blackie? Well, let me think. Hazel um, Stanley? Who's Hazel Stanley? Now, wait just a minute. I think I should be the one to ask that. Uh, oh, but I remember about her now. Of course I do. She's the girl who told you that she lived at Mrs. Browder's. Yes, that's the one. Oh, I, I know a girl named Hazel. I, I think her name was Hazel Stanley, too, a redhead. That's her. Oh, well, she used to skate a lot here, but, gee, I haven't seen her around in several nights. What's Hazel Stanley got to do with this, Blackie? She's already giving you one bump steer. I'll tell you what she has to do with this, Faraday. It's her red hair. Jane Carter had sort of red hair, too, didn't she, Martha? Well, sort of. Well, will you excuse me now? I really have to be working. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Blackie, Jane Carter's hair could have looked rather red to a stranger because it was dark outside the rink when we found the body. You know, I think Jane was killed by mistake. I think you're right. I think Jane Carter was mistaken for Hazel Stanley. And that's why she's dead. Well, I never heard of anything so crazy. I'm getting out of here. You two stay all night if you want to. I'm going to keep rolling on this case. <laughs> Good old Faraday. Every time I get a partial solution to a case, he gets so confused, he has to take time off to figure it out. Yes, but darling, it's still pretty far from the real solution, isn't it? Well, it's not next door, Mary. Jansen's the answer to all this, and my one lead to him is the girl named Hazel Stanley. Oh, yes, Hazel Stanley. Don't you think you'd better tell me about her? All right. She's a girl who gave me a phony address, Mrs. Browder's rooming house. Well, if it was a wrong address, remind me to thank her. That is, if we ever meet her. Well, she did give me the right number for Mrs. Browder's rooming house, though, Mary. Something with a with an Alvin exchange. Do you know the theory about aliases and phony addresses, Mary? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I do. Uh, part of the name and address is usually legitimate. Psychological reasons. Uh-huh. So, in the address and phone number Hazel gave me, there may be a clue to a real address. Yes, yeah, so which is it? Browder or Alvin? Yeah. Let's see. Now, there's a Browder Street. No, that's not much help. But say, there's an Alvin Hotel uptown. That might be the clue. I think the name Hazel is legitimate. I'm going to get on the phone and check. Hmm, going chasing a redhead again, huh? Uh-huh, for a clue. Well, you follow the clue. I'll just follow you. Come on, Hazel. You'd better talk. Why, Blackie? Just because I gave you a phony address? No, we found you easily enough at this hotel. It's because the girl was murdered, and I know enough about the case to implicate you. Oh, no, you don't. Miss Stanley, if Blackie says it, it's true. Well, here's all I know. That ring was supposed to be slipped to me. The other girl walked out of the skating rink for some air, and she got the ring by mistake. She asked a dumb question, and the guy who slipped it to her got smart. Oh, I see. And then when he realized his mistake, he had to kill her. And before he could get the ring off a finger, a roommate came out and he had to disappear fast. Then he hired Jack Ellis to get back the ring, huh? Well, it's all making sense now. We'll make more in a minute. Hazel, hmm? you're still on a spot. Did Jansen kill the girl? Yes. Where can I find him? Well, don't make me tell you that, Blackie. He'll kill me. Oh, Miss Stanley, not if Blackie finds him first, he won't. You have a murder charge hanging over you, too, you know, Hazel. Oh, really? No. Oh, definitely. You told me where to find Jack Ellis's body, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm warning you, Hazel. Tell me where I can find Jansen, or you'll find yourself in jail. Are you on the level? I'm on the trail of a killer, Hazel. And you're part of the gang that's been doing the killings. When the police clamp down, they clamp down on everybody. Now, talk. 
All right. Ellis was my boyfriend, and I think Jansen knocked him off. I told you where to find Jack so you could pick up a clue to Jansen. Well, I didn't. Where's Jansen now? Well, he lives at 19 Oak Street. Get him, Blackie. Get him. I'm going to get him as soon as I get going. And, Mary, you get lost. I tell you, Blackie, I don't know nothing. Jansen ain't here. I understand that. Now, where is he? I don't know. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you, see? Yeah, I see. But let's find out how well you'll see with two black eyes. Hey, hey, take your hands off sure, me. Sure, one at a time, like this. No, hey, get it out. Now, where's Jansen? I, I don't know, Blackie. Well, maybe this will help you now. <clears throat> now? No, I, I got nothing to say. It's getting a little boring. No. How's this for size? <clears throat> Just your measure. Well, are you going to talk now, or are you interested in some more sample don't, sizes? Don't hit me again, Blackie. Don't. What do you want to know? I told you. Where's Jansen? I don't know. All I know is that at 11 o'clock, you'll be out on a job. Safe cracking. 11 o'clock, and it's 9.45 now. Where is this job he's pulling? The vault at 8th National. The vault at the 8th National? Yeah, yeah. You mean Jansen thinks he can open that? Sure. Sure, he's the best and fastest safe crack in the world, ain't he? Maybe if you get down there in time, you could learn something. He makes you look sick, Blackie. How's it coming on the vault door, Jess? I think I got it, kid. I think I got it. Hold that light higher. You think you can open it, honest? If I can't, nobody can. You're good, Jansen, but this is Look, a tough... you've been reading too much about those amateurs like Boston Blackie. You're dealing with the tops in the business now. This sure is a tough one. Yeah. But I'll get it. I'm the only guy in the world who can. There it goes. Hey, open. you done it less than an hour. It's tough, I tell you. Not too tough for me. Come on, help me swing the door open. Sure. It's heavy. Yeah, we got it. And about time. What? I was getting a little tired waiting for you guys. Just it's Boston Blackie. It's the two of us. Boston Blackie and his gun. Took you 55 minutes to open this vault, Jansen. Took me only 30. I thought you were good. You... You opened this safe? Yes, and incidentally, at the same time, I closed this case. <laughs> Dan Jansen confessed, Blackie. Yes, he did, Mary. But he really didn't have to. We found that diamond ring in his office safe. And did I enjoy sending that guy to jail? Well, why him any more than any of the others? He was supposed to be the world's champion safe cracker, Mary. Well, he was good, wasn't he? Sure. But meet the new champ. Oh. <laughs> you know, Blackie, when we found that ring on the dead girl's finger, I certainly didn't think it would lead to such a simple case of robbery and murder as this. That ring was really very helpful, Mary. When Jansen put it on her finger, it also put the finger on him. Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium price, no, sir. There is no finer beer, and it's just as smooth, 
And that's saying a lot in a few words. For champagne velvet is accepted everywhere as a beer of real premium quality. Here's why. Champagne velvet's famous formula calls for only the more costly premium quality materials. And CV is made the more costly way. No time saved at the expense of careful brewing. No cost saved at the expense of controlled aging. Aging that brings CV to you at the peak of its famous million-dollar flavor. But CV's flavor tells you all of that. Full-flavored thirst satisfaction, of course. But more than that, CV's clear, clean taste makes you sure it's pure. Yes, sir. Proved premium quality at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. Uh, now, here's an example of what's in store for you on next week's Boston Blackie Adventure. Extremes. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams.